This is Kaz XL, Impact Wrestling's W. Morrissey, and you're watching Pro Wrestling for Life. Welcome to another episode of Pro Wrestling for Life, everyone. I'm desperately, desperately trying not to do the same intro I do week after week after week. And it's so hard right now because, like, I want to spit out, hey, I'm two times. Anyways, whatever. <laughs> That's fine, John. It's like a catchphrase at this point. I, mean, I know, dude. It's just, it's making me, I just want to go, eh, like, just vomit. Hey, uh, I'm, I'm Nick. I'm Nick Hausman. Uh, I'm no, not that's a, right. This is my co-host, Nick Hausman. I'm not a. I'm not a two-time Hall of Famer, though. I am, for the first time, rocking the uh, Pro Wrestling for Life shirt that's available in our Pro Wrestling T-shirt. Yeah. yeah. I'm. You know. I'm. I guess. I guess. I don't know. Maybe I should keep doing the intro like that, just in case, like for new for new listeners and viewers, in case <laughs> they just happen to be stumbling across the show. Yes. Not sure what they're watching, right? But, but I mean, Jesus, everyone knows. All right. Well, I don't think that that's really the most important thing to be discussing right now. So whatever. I'm sorry, right, you know. But it was on my mind, Nick. That's all right. Whatever. <laughs> well, we're gonna pick, we're gonna pick the mind, Sean X Pac Waltman here today, as we do every week. Big show. Uh, Sean's gonna get a chance to pick the mind of Big Kaz XL here. I think it's just Kaz XL now. Uh, me and Sean's discussion with with Kaz. Later on in the show, we're going to welcome uh, Ryan Satin from Out of Character over on uh, Fox and WWE. Uh, we got He's got a great personal story, too, about Sean that I'm very excited for you all to hear. And, uh, yeah, at the end of the show, we'll dive uh, into a latest game show as we welcome Michael on to, uh, to play a game. Uh, heads up against you, Sean. Is Michael a new contestant or is he returning? He is a new contestant. He is a patron. And uh, this is going to be your first time going heads up against Michael. And I'm excited to roll out the game this week. I'll put it that way. Yeah, I can tell you're very excited about this. I'm in a great mood. <laughs> I'm in a really, really, really good mood this, this week and a great mood today. I'm excited to get to the show. So let's not, you know, let's not dilly-dally here. Let's do a show. All right. News to use. News that will leave a bruise. Uh, we will start with some unbruising news. Money in the Bank. This past Sunday night, John Cena came back to confront Roman Reigns at the end. Uh, what'd you think of Money in the Bank? The the fans, John Cena coming back. What are your impressions coming out of the show? I was, you know, I mean, <laughs> uh, I yeah, um, it seemed like they're back. I don't know, man. Like it was, <laughs> it was a great show. Yeah, it was. It I really think, was. Yeah. Know, um, um, I'm I'm happy with with the winners. I thought the the right people won. Okay. Uh, and you know, so uh, really happy for Nikki Cross. You yeah. know, Big Big E was was the right was the right person to win the men's. Yeah. So um, yeah, man. Yeah. I I was happy for Big E, and I'm happy for Nikki, but I'm a little surprised by Nikki because it's such a new character. I don't really know quite what to make of this new superhero character. And then of course, and she only held the title. She only held the briefcase for like 24 hours. She cashed it in on Monday night, became yeah. the new raw women's champion. Yeah. So, it, I could, you know, I read in the comments, unfortunately every now and again, I'll like actually read comments and, you know, Twitter, like, and, you know, some people aren't a fan of the, of the, of the character, of the gimmick. 
But I just don't know. I'm not. It's not that I'm not a fan of it. It just doesn't seem three dimensional yet. It's still very uh, two dimensional to me, and that's yeah. why it's like, I don't really know quite. Yeah, but they know. But they know Nikki Cross, and like they, I think they know. Like this is she just playing a little, you know, cosplayers some shit. You know, like they already know Nikki. But it's but she's different now, right? She's a superhero. Come on, Nick. She's a superhero that like her. You know, that's her alter ego. Like Nick, it's like Bruce Wayne and Batman. Like, is on. it? I don't. I don't know because we have only seen Nikki Ash. We haven't seen Nikki Cross and Nikki Ash. Like that. There's. I don't know. I have questions about. It. I'm a fan of Nikki Cross. I'm a little in the in the in the smoke here about what's going on with Nikki Ash. I'm still not totally sold yet, to be honest. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, Liv Morgan fans were disappointed. Yeah. Uh, but she's still on her journey. Like, she's still uh, on her quest. And, you know, if if you get the – if you're on the quest for the Holy Grail and you get it, like, you know, two days into your quest, like, it's uh, – you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She needs to fight. She needs to fight for, for a little while longer. I said something very similar to a friend of mine where it was like, I don't want Liv to have money in the bank. I want Liv to win the Royal Rumble, you know, because like money in the bank, uh, you can put it on a heel. I, they didn't put it on heels this year, but money in the bank is usually good. Makes it, it helps define a heel, but uh, a baby face rumble win going in against her chasing whoever the top heel is at WrestleMania is a far more compelling storyline for me with Liv Morgan than Liv Morgan holding that money in the bank briefcase. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Yeah. So like, you know, I get it. You know, you want you want your favorite to win, and just trust me, it's, it'll be a lot more satisfying when she finally does. Well, and the one I wanted to win was Naomi, just because I feel like Naomi's been through a rough spot here. I think it would have been really nice for the company to, you know, give her a big moment there. And there's there's reports right now that she could be headed to SmackDown to team up with, uh, you know, her husband and Roman and Jay and maybe be a part of what they're doing at the Bloodline over there. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I wasn't really thinking about Naomi – and uh, yeah, probably have been better if she won it. I think, but so maybe you know. I guess it's subject a matter of opinion, like if the right people won or not. But I mean, I was happy with the Nikki Cross win, but um, yeah, it might have been might have been way better for for Naomi Money in the Bank win. Yeah, well, art um, is subjective. Art is subjective. Uh, well, they came out of Money in the Bank. There was that report, I believe, from Russell Votes that said that WWE feels they can keep this momentum going and man last night or not last well we'll release this on wednesday but like raw was pretty divisive in my opinion like some people were like good they're doing stuff but then there was a lot of people that were like the stuff i'm getting i don't know if i like and the thing that i think a lot of people are most divisive about is cross's debut on raw what what happened here with no scarlet loses to jeff hardy in three minutes on a roll-up but what what happened here man I don't know. You are asking the wrong person, Nick. <laughs> what do you want to do? You want to speculate? I mean, do you think that this is if you're trying to? I honestly like hate to speculate even on that because I don't know. You know, um, sometimes it's hard for me to be honest on here, Nick. I know it is. That's why I'm pushing you right now. What is? Yeah, but, what I'm, is going on right now? You know. Look. Um, I don't know, man. I don't get it, Nick. I don't, I don't get it. At least give him a fighting chance. Fuck. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, again, it's like maybe they do something with him and Jeff, but this was the first impression that Cross made to yeah. 
you know, millions of people and the crowd seemed relatively flat. And it, I, I don't know how Hunter. Yeah, well, his, like his entrance, like it was the most lackluster. It was just the total opposite of his normal entrance. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And no Scarlet. And again, like when Jeff, Mar- Jeff Hardy's music hit, I think everybody, including myself was like, oh, they're going to. Give Cross a chance to come out here, make an impression, get a you know meaningful win over a veteran like Jeff Hardy, and then afterwards, man, psych. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Happy birthday. It's hard to come back. I feel like after a moment yeah. like that, like now that the yeah. fans kind of see him in that light, it's gonna be, it's gonna be rough. You know. Here's my here's my here's my theory. There, there's this um, there's this unwritten rule like you always have to do a job in your own hometown. I think you always have to do a job on your birthday as well. Okay. Uh, the last thing here uh, I wanted to bring up, Goldberg is back. Uh, Lashley, dominant at Money in the Bank. I mean, dom- he should be writing checks to Kofi Kingston for years to come. Kofi made him like a, look like a million dollars on Sunday night at Money in, the, Money in the Bank. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't have a lot to add to that. <laughs> I know people tune in to hear me add to it, but I just say, yeah, he got fucking destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, you know what? If, if him and, and Lashley... Be, and look, I didn't mean to interrupt you just now, Nick, but I did anyways. Um, um, the thing is, and I hate this because it's like... He's going to be fine. Like, he's still going to be just as over... Next week on TV, it, that's no excuse, you know. Well, maybe it is actually. If they need to build Bobby up, you know, uh, if 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 they can send Kofi out there to do it, and it doesn't hurt him, right? You know, it hurts it hurts his fans' feelings, but right. it doesn't hurt him as far as being over, you know. Yeah. Uh, so it's a tough it's a tough spot to be a, to be one of those guys that you go, oh, he's, it's the curse of the good worker. You know, yeah, yeah, for sure. Cesaro, I think, kind of falls into that. Like that, yeah, yeah, same thing. Well, so then the next night, Lashley here. First of all, like I, well, John Cena opened up Monday Night Raw, and I don't know how you felt about it, but I was a little miffed that Bobby Lashley. I mean, it's his show; he's the champion. But John Cena comes out, he starts the show, he calls out the guy from the other brand, like that. That I don't know. I was waiting. And then they fucking zoom in on Lashley's face just in time to see him go fuck. (laughs) (laughs) So Lashley, then he does this open challenge. Keith Lee comes out. Fans very obviously kind of mixed on Keith Lee. Similarly to Karrion Cross, this is his return. Only got a couple minutes before losing. You know to. To Bobby Lashley and then Goldberg. Yeah, out. just know like Keith Lee, like he's been gone. People, a lot of people, a lot of Keith Lee fans are just wondering where he's been. And like they just stick him in that without like even announcing like he's returning. Or I, I thought I thought the way that Keith Lee was tweeting, you know, and all the teases and everything, that like when he came out to challenge Bobby Lashley, I was like, oh man. I think this guy might take this title right now. Like out of nowhere, like there's an organic kind of sympathy in with the fans. Could not have been more wrong, Sean. Just oh quickly. yeah, I don't, I, yeah. Really, you actually thought that? I I it was one of my most popular tweets last night. Huh. Like he came out, and I was like, "Who else wants to see 
Keith Lee takes his title off Lashley right now, 200 retweets or whatever. Oh, sure. I know people want to see it, but like to think it was actually going to happen. Come on. Well, it was the first Raw in front of live fans. Lashley's been built up. It's such this great heel. Who's going to stop him? Yeah. Keith Lee seems like a believable kind of competitor, but they obviously didn't agree with me. You know? Yeah. Um, but then Goldberg. Goldberg comes out. He confronts Lashley, says he's next, and now it's going to be Goldberg, Lashley at SummerSlam. And and the matches, I guess the match is made. Is it like how? Who decided? I mean, hey, <laughs> hey, I haven't been around in a while, but uh, that next title shot, my. Well, John Cena did the same thing. Both the SummerSlam match yeah. set up the exact same way. Celebrities yeah. show up and just pick call the shots. Yeah, you 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 wish there that like there would be more uh, put into like you know making that see I don't you know what I mean like just instead of here here we're making this match boom like like mm-hmm. oh shit it was just I mean I know like I guess they got to do things quick like they don't have time to build things up like they used to but I just I don't know here I am making excuses. this episode of pro wrestling for life is sponsored by better help is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals better help will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist nick you would know right i would i'm paired with linda i meet with her every wednesday right now and it has been great for my brain Wow. And you can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not a self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online, Nick. There is a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. Yeah. And uh, I know for me, you know, especially during the pandemic, I was schwitzing my pants, uh, worried about where I was going to get my brain scrubbed because I was dealing with anxiety and depression as I have most of my adult life. Uh, BetterHelp was a great resource. And recently uh, some things came up where I just felt like I needed a person to talk to. And I got reconnected with the same therapist, Linda, that I was using a year ago and I'm picking it back up and it's been wonderful for me. Nice. Well, how, like tell everyone how they can uh, take advantage of BetterHelp. That's a, that's a great question, Sean. Uh, well, if you want to go to betterhelp.com slash PW4L, the number four, uh, again, that's better H-E-L-P slash PW number four L, you can join uh, the million people who have taken charge of their mental health and help, to experience, uh, and help with an experienced professional. And in fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp. They're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. And if you use that promo code PW4L, better H-E-L-P, slash PW number four L you're going to get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp, And that is a really good savings. I can tell you firsthand, everybody. Nice. Yeah. Well, I appreciate better help sponsoring pro wrestling for life means a lot. Yeah, absolutely. And again, that's better H E L P slash P W number four L to get 10% off your first month. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Really happy to be joined by William Morrissey, a.k.a. Big Cass XL. What's up, man? What's going on, bro? How's life? It's great. And 
obviously life is great for you right now, huh? Yeah, I just got back uh, from Nashville. We had a bunch of tapings with Impact. Uh, just got back to Tampa yesterday. The sun is shining. Weather is good. Yeah. Life is great, man. Yeah. Hey, man, real quick, before I get into what's going on right now, um, I met you. We, it was still called FCW, right? Yeah. And you used to wear, like, the white, white beater tank top? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, you look so much different. When, oh. I, when I met you back then, to when yeah. to when you started teaming, like when I started seeing you team with uh, with Enzo, I almost didn't know it was you, man. Yeah, if you look back at when I first got to FCW, I had a crew cut, probably like a two all around, uh, no facial hair, and I was really really skinny. I mean, I look. You've always like, been a big dude, but yeah, you were yeah. thinner. Yeah, yeah, I looked like a completely different person. Yeah, but I could still tell it was you. But I was like, is that him? Yeah, I think it's him. <laughs> yeah, man, way different. Yeah. yeah, hey, um, hey, look, I don't want to like, uh, like revisit the past too much or like, but like, man, it was, um, you know, it hurts like when I see people, in, you know, going through shit, man, and and like, like we don't know each other real well or anything, but like we always had, you know, when we see each other, you know. Yeah, um, good rapport, you know everything, and and man, it, it it man, it hurt man to see you like that, man. It's so good to see you where you are right now, man. I appreciate it, man. I mean, you know, I remember you did text me the day after I had that seizure on yeah. uh, that show for Tommy Dreamer, um, I, and I appreciate that, and we've kept in touch since. But yeah, I mean, I had to go through all that terrible stuff, and I had to just learn keep learning my lessons from yeah. from my failures, man. I had to go through all that to get to where I'm at now. I think it made me a more well-rounded human being, but also well a more well-rounded performer in terms of wrestling. So I, I'm, I, I hate to say it, but I'm kind of glad a lot of those things happened. Yeah, man. It's part of the journey, man. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's, and the coolest part is, is when you come out the other side way better. Oh, it's, you know? life is so good, man. And, and, you know, I saw you at WrestleCon. Yeah. And it was great seeing you. You looked amazing. And I mean, I, I remember I, I told you, I said, I knew, dude, I knew yeah. you were going to pull through this. Yeah, no, you, you just tell. Yeah, you you told me. You, when I talked to you, you said, I, I knew all along that you were going to come out on the other side. And you said you didn't know how you knew, but you knew. And I appreciate you saying that, man. Because I honestly, there were times that I doubted it. But, um, you know, uh, I had a lot of people that believed in me that helped me through. And uh, I appreciate that. Man, when you came, like, and obviously people know, like, and you, I'm pretty sure you know a little bit about my story, man. I have, yeah. I have fell down over and over. Like, every time I tried to get back up, I kept falling down, man. And, like, man, it gets exhausting, huh? And and you sometimes you go, what's wrong with me, man? Like, do I really even want this? But but we do want it. We yeah. do want it, man. Yeah, it's uh I think what happened for me was my ego kept getting in the way. And I kept thinking uh, that I I kept thinking that I could do it on my own. And you know, everybody else has their way of doing things, but they don't know me, they don't know my life, they don't know right. my situation. Who knows better than me? And I'm gonna get the job done myself. And right. after doing that so many times and failing and falling on my face, I realized, yeah, you can't do this on your own, brother. You got to seek help you gotta yeah. have other people around you to help you out yeah hey can we talk about ddp yeah what did ddp bring to the table uh that you weren't getting you know 
the other places you were where you're going look you know look what you needed to find well you know i think i think what eventually i did was you know i i went back to rehab for the eventually for the final time and that's when things clicked what how many times was it all together three Okay. And I think I think what DDP earlier on um, helped me with was uh, he he encouraged me to kind of speak about it. And at yeah. first, you know, you, you you feel I'm a big bad tough guy pro wrestler. No way, you know, I got to be stoic and you know, in this ego driven macho kind of industry, yeah. I gotta just I gotta you know not talk about it. So he encouraged me to talk about it. And I think that that was huge for me because I put it out there. I had nothing to hide anymore. Yeah. And then other people started reaching out to me for answers. And I didn't, you know, I, I don't have all the answers. I can only share from my experience. And what's helped me the most in my recovery is other people asking me for help and being able to reach out and help them. Yeah. That's, that's been the biggest impact on my sobriety. Yeah. People don't like a lot of people on the outside looking in, they just don't understand that, man. Yeah. They don't get it. And it's like the number one thing, man. It, or it's right up there with the most important things on, on staying healthy and like just service work, doing things for others, trying to, oh, yeah. you know, like, and we, we do the best we can. Like, I mean, yeah, you don't have all the answers, man, but you got probably more than the person asking you the questions. Yeah. And I think, I think what's been cool is, you know, a lot of fans have reached out and, and at meet and greets, I'll get to talk to people. And I think what's also cool, which, which I really appreciate is, um, you know, like I was very insecure because I'm a big bad pro wrestler. Didn't want to talk about it. Yeah. You'd be surprised. There's a lot of people out there that have reached out that uh, are, that are in wrestling. And I, I really, I, I totally get where they're coming from. So it's been quite a gift for me to be able to help them. And I don't have their answer. I just tell them what I did and, and see if yeah. that works for them. Right on. Yeah. Nick, you want in on this? Well, I, I just, I'm interested, you know, cause like I've followed your story maybe too closely cause I run a, uh, help run a pro wrestling news website over at wrestling Inc. And like how differently are do you view who you were like a year or so ago through the set of eyes you have now? Because like there were some, I mean, we can, I could talk, I asked you about a couple, but there were some crazy stories out there about like your behavior and like yeah. the way you were treating people, man, you know? Yeah. No, I, I, I think um, I, I definitely had a problem that I that I wasn't getting the proper help for. Um, and I think, you know, I do think for certain people, and I think I'm definitely one of those cases, um, when I'm in my active addiction, um, I become a different person. They, they call it Jekyll and Hyde syndrome sometimes in, in recovery. And I think that that's a good, um, good explanation for me because I, I, I have talked to people that were there for some of those and they said, it's like the lights went out and a different guy appeared. And um, yeah, and, and that's no excuse for my behaviors and whatnot. It's zero excuse. That's just the explanation that I'd give to someone that was like, why is he this way? You know, when I'm used to talking to him when he's sober, but when he was, you know, in his active addiction, he acted that way. And I think, um, I think that it really does come down to the chemical you know, changes it, it, it has in my brain or I don't know what it is, but I, I can assure you when I drink, I become a totally different person. Yeah. That was your main, that was your main drug of choice. The thing that like you leaned on more than anything was alcohol. Alcohol. Yeah. That, that was Dude, people incredible. don't understand, man. People think about heroin, meth, like all this stuff. They don't understand 
how heavy, how hard a drug alcohol is. It's yeah. probably the hardest. Yeah, and the thing is, it, it's so accessible, and it's so it's it's marketed all over the place. It's everywhere. You know, you you go to a gas station, it's there. So, it's the most accessible drug. And you know, the thing that that is dangerous about it is is it's one of the only two drugs in the world where you can die from withdrawals. Yep. So that was something that I didn't know about before I had started having seizures. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's a very dangerous, it's a very dangerous drug because if you get your body used to drinking on a daily basis and you cut that cold Turkey, yeah, the consequences Oof. can be fatal. So, um, yeah. it's, it's, it's uh yeah, it's a really, people don't understand, but alcohol is a really tough one. man. And it's really tricky because some people are just fine with it. You know, there's so many people out there, probably most people, are just fine having a drink whenever they feel like it, man. And then there's others, and it's just it's the worst thing in the world. Yeah, uh, it's unfortunate. I'm just not one of those people that can just have one and act normal. It's uh, yeah. it's not in my DNA. It's I don't know. It's just not me. It cannot happen. And I've had to, I had to learn that the hard way that I cannot drink like everybody else can. It's impossible. Were you drinking? Uh, were you drinking like a like what you think is a normal amount, or were you drinking a, a lot more than like other people? Insane amounts. Yeah. Like handles of vodka a day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Just too much. Just. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. I'm, I mean, my liver is healthy, and I thank God every day for that. Because uh, with the amount I was drinking, it shouldn't. Um, but God is really on my side, man, because my liver is perfectly functioning. But the amount I was drinking was becoming very dangerous. Um, and, and it becomes even more dangerous when you start cutting it out because – Oh man, it's really tough. Yeah. It's very tricky, right? Like, yeah, um, yeah, that and benzos, man. Yep, those are the two. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Were you were you struggling at this level when you were still with WWE? Because I would find that to be very difficult to balance, like that those two kinds of lives on top of each other. You know, 100. I was battling it the whole time I was with WWE, and I just, I, you know, I thought the right thing to do was to not talk about it and to try and fix it on my own and to bury it deep down because you don't want to talk about things like that, you know, in such a environment. And um, that was my first mistake because I could have easily said something and it, and things would have turned out a little bit differently. I, uh, I buried it deep down and I put on a different face when I went to work and I was very happy. And um, I, I, I thought I was a good actor at, at that point yeah. I was acting very happy around people, but I was super miserable. I was drinking a ton and, uh, I was in a really dark place, but when I went to work, it was put, put that, put that game face on. And, uh, yeah, that's, I, I wouldn't recommend anybody to do that. John, hey, do, you, hey, do you relate to that, John? I mean, having, oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, you can, like, you can mouth, like you could, you know, uh, you can fool people for a while, man. You know, yeah. people won't even know you got an issue. Like, there's several people, like, with different issues. Like, like I had no idea Perry Saturn was as bad off as, like, as he was during the time. Like, he was, I mean, people just present well, you know? And, like, yeah, and you have no idea how what's going on, really. Uh, I could say this. There's no better workers in the world than pro wrestlers. Yeah, we, we are the best at covering that stuff up. The best. Hey, man, I, like... I got I got to mention this though just because uh hey when when you got fired for kicking the little guy yeah hey you know there's an expression right like it's better to say sorry than ask for permission yeah I but saw I, you can't ask for permission first though 
Yeah, I know. I I, I remember you, <laughs> I, re, I remember you saying that after the news came out about that. That was uh again, man, that was just such a bad decision. It was a mistake. And that's the I have to live with the consequences of that. I I consciously made a terrible mistake that I thought or convinced myself was the right thing to do in the moment. And looking back, it was the stupidest thing I could have done in the moment. And um yeah, I had to suffer the consequences for that. Man. I the idea was I, I was a fan of the idea though. I would have loved like like you know, like I don't yeah. blame you. For, I don't blame you for wanting to do it. <laughs> yeah. Just a terrible mistake. Yeah, wow. yeah. Hey man, so how? Like, talk. Let's talk about Impact and what you got going on right now. Yeah, I'm with Impact now. Uh, just wrestled Eddie Edwards on Saturday at Slammiversary, nice. and you know, beat him one, two, three, and um, you know, looking forward to some more matches with with Eddie Edwards, and I'm looking forward to the rest of my time with Impact, however long that may be. Um, yeah. could, I don't know how long that will be. That's on them. That's on me. And um, but right now, I'm very happy being at Impact. They have great talent, great locker room. Everybody's awesome. Everybody's treated well. It's just a really great place to be, man. I really enjoy going to work when I fly to Nashville and I go to Impact. Oh, it's nice to hear, man. Yeah. And it's just a really neat time in the industry in general, man. And you're in a really you're in a really cool place right now. Like honestly, man. Like you honestly, man, you have a you still have a bright future ahead of you. Yeah, you know? I, I, I I do I do deep down think I do. I'm only thirty three years old, despite my Wikipedia wow. saying I'm thirty four. It's not. I'm I was born in eighty seven. Uh and um I feel like uh, maybe some of the wisdom I've gained in the past few years in recovery is going to suit me well in the future with wrestling. And um, yeah, I, I, I personally deep down believe that I have a bright future in professional wrestling. And I think that's really what matters the most. If I truly in my heart believe it, and I can tell you what, I 100% believe it, that uh, I have a very, very bright future in professional wrestling. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A, a healthy Kaz uh, XL is, dude, that's a hot property in my opinion. Man. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, and so are you not under contract right now with Impact Wrestling? I I'm, uh, I wasn't at first, but I am signed with Impact until Bound for Glory. Okay, uh, that, that October in Vegas. Uh, that right now, but things could change tomorrow. I don't know, so we, we'll see. That we're we're kind of going on a field basis. You know, they they sure. brought me in, and I'm not stupid. I understand that I'm a high risk at first because they don't know what they're getting. Right. Um. So we've gone, you know, taping by taping. And uh, I guess finally they're like, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll bring you, we'll sign you up until Bound for Glory. And that was cool with me because I'm not interested in signing anything super long term right now. Right. It worked out perfectly. So I'm there till October as of now. Do you, because you, Kaz, I really want to applaud you, man. Like, it's so nice to be able to talk to you and have this conversation. And, you know, Sean and I are big advocates of growth, you know, and recovery and everything like that. Um, do you, are you hearing from people? Uh, from your past now that are that are circling back around saying, man, I, I hear you're you're doing better. I can we maybe have a conversation? I'd like to talk to a different kind of cast right now. Yeah, well, you know, there's a lot of people that you know are very happy of the place I'm in, but there's also those conversations that you know I have to have. You know, I, I do work a 12 step program. I do need to make amends with those people that I have harmed, and um, that's something I'm still going through, and uh, that's a process that you know, takes a long time. It doesn't just happen overnight. And uh, I am running into those people in wrestling and I'm making an amends and, uh, you know, everybody's been great, you know, and, and people are truly genuinely happy to see me doing well, which is really nice. Uh, yeah. to, they're, they're genuinely happy that I'm healthy and doing well. And, and um, that it feels good, man. 
Hey, man, you know, when it comes to making amends, like, because amend really means change, right? Like, and people go like, oh, making amends, like, oh, you go, you apologize. Like, it's way more than that, right? Yeah. It's way more than saying, I'm sorry. Like, but they see the change in you, right? Yeah, you don't, it, I could easily just talk the talk, but yeah. it's walking the walk. The best amends you can make is living a healthy, fulfilling life, man. And that's when people really believe it, especially those that you have really hurt and family members who were close to the situation. An apology, you know, doesn't mean as much to them as me day exactly. by day getting better and better and better and healthier. And that's what they love to see. And that's why the amends process does does take quite a while. Bro, because like when we're in the middle of our addiction, like in the hardcore middle of it, how many times have we apologized over and over to people? Till we're right? blue in the face. Doesn't mean shit. Nope. <laughs> our word means yeah. nothing. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. The one name I, I did want to know, I don't know if you've talked to him or made amends, but like obviously the, the craziest story was the, the Janella story, you know, with you. Yeah. Have you have you talked to Joey or, or no? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I spoke to Joey the weekend of WrestleMania that gcw um i did a sh show and i've spoken with joey and we're really cool man you know buried the hatchet i that was one that i really needed to to i really genuinely needed to apologize to the guy in person i like to do things face to face you know uh so i really was looking forward to going to the show i didn't even know if he was going to be there i know he's associated i was hoping he was going to be there yeah and i happened to walk in and we just started talking right away, and I was super happy about that. He's cool as can be, and uh, I appreciate him being super understanding. Yeah, yeah that, that's man. great to hear, man. Like, yeah, that that is that is so cool to hear. I'm happy to hear that, man. Yeah. Hey, so there was there was something else. Um, I saw when I saw you at WrestleCon, I saw Enzo too, and yeah. he looked good, man. Enzo looked really good, and he sounded good, and he's crazy as fuck. But like, <laughs> like he just. You know, he just seems like in a little bit different place right now. And like, is yeah. there any uh, any um, talks of you guys reuniting it all in the future? Not right now. We're each doing our own thing. But yeah, he's doing great, man. Like, he's super motivated. He's he's uh he's working really hard. And man, you got to check out some of his matches he's doing out in Texas with SWE because yeah. uh, he's he really working. Right? The what? Didn't he get hurt? Did he get laid out like on, like? DDT yeah, he got he got he got hurt. Yeah, you um, go. oh, oh well, yeah, but uh, he's got he's really great <laughs> got matches, work. and I I think I think what what really is lit a fire under him. Everyone knows he can talk. Everyone knows he's yeah. one of the best of all time. If you talking, he can he can captivate a crowd. There's no doubt about that. If anyone says differently, they're jealous or they're just delusional. Um, he's always been critiqued about his wrestling, and I think he's taken that to heart, and he wants to go out there and have great matches and. Uh, he really is having some bombshell matches out in SWE, man. So nice. you could check those out. I, I really, I love what he's doing, man. He's really working hard. Hey, man, like I, I know the criticisms of his end ring work. Like not to get all up in the Enzo weeds, but uh, um, like it was, it, it was just there was so many other people around him that were so great in the ring. Oh know? yeah, like it wasn't that he was bad in the ring. Yeah, exactly. You know, it was just that man, you're in a, you're in some really incredible company man yeah i mean NXT. yeah when you're working in other places yeah when you're working your first major feud in WWE is with aj styles and the good brothers who have traveled the world and worked you know yeah. for as, as long as they have and eric's yeah of course he's gonna get outshined i'm gonna get outshined in terms of wrestling experience so um but that's how you get better is being in there with guys that are more experienced and way better than you i just hey, i'm sorry I was just so so one day 
one day I hope to, you know, hope to see you guys reunite. But it's cool you guys are doing your own thing right now, man. Yeah, I, I really uh, – he's motivated to do his own thing. I'm really motivated to do my own thing. You know, I – I, I, I would like to, you know, be my own man. And I think I'm doing a really good job of that at Impact. Yeah. And I think um, I think something that personally I've been underrated at my entire career is promos. But if you look at what I'm doing at Impact, I have always known I'm a good promo. Dusty Rhodes knew I had a good promo. When I was in FCW and NXT, they knew that. And now it's time for the world to see that. So that's something that, yeah, I kind of have a chip on my shoulder when it comes to that. Because I know I'm good, and, good the world, <laughs> and the world needs to see yeah. it. Sorry, Nick. Go ahead, man. Sorry about that. No, no, no. My my comment is lost. I was just going to bring up how uh, I interviewed Ari Davari recently, and we were talking about Enzo and how he was the centerpiece of 205 Live brand. And Arya said that uh, Vince just really, really likes Enzo. And I don't know if uh, you wanted to comment on that. Was Vince just like a big fan of, of Enzo and yours when, when, he was, when you guys were working there? Oh, when me and him were together? Yeah. I mean, we were selling a lot of T-shirts, man. And you get those royalty checks, you see what the company makes on them. They were really liking them some Enzo and Cass at that point. So. Hey, man, how about that little percentage, man? When you look at your merchandising yeah. deal they send you, and you see, like, what you – wow, right? And you see what, yeah. and you see what the company made. You're like, what yeah. the hell? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my they, God. They definitely loved them some Enzo and Cass at that point. I, that's all uh -huh. I was saying, man. Okay. All yeah. right. All right. Well, yeah. No, this was this was great. Uh, I want yeah. I want to thank you so much for coming on and, and chatting with us, man. I know this is a conversation Sean's been wanting to have for a while, and like honestly, like I was just really excited to talk to you because after like covering a lot of you know really negative stories over the years, unfortunately, it was so great to get to have this moment to talk to you and really see where you're at right now because I think it's really admirable what you've done, man. I'm I'm really excited to see what you do going forward. Thank you, man. Sure. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's like. I'm a, I, like, you know, I'm kind of a comeback story myself a little bit. So I'm always like, I'm always rooting for this shit, man. Like, it just makes me so happy to see where, you, where you're at right now, uh, Big Cass. Thank you very much, man. I really appreciate I hope to that. see you soon, man. Yeah, I'll, I'm sure I will. Yeah. Right and, and where can people go find you, follow oh, that's right. you, all those great things? Oh, yeah. And Twitter and Instagram is at. T-H-E-C-A-Z-X-L-V-C-A-Z-X-L. That's my social media. Um, yeah, that's where you can find me. If you direct message me, I definitely look through my direct messages. So if you have a question or anything, I look at those. Trust me. Cool. All right, man. Thanks, Thank, man. Thank you so much, Kaz. Have a great day, brother. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Take care. Thanks. Goodbye. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Joining us right now, he's the host of Out of Character, and he's done all kinds of other things as well. Uh, I met him when he was still at TMZ. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Ryan Satin. What's up, Ryan? What's up, dog? Thank you for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Yep, man of many titles. Currently at Fox Sports, though. Right Fox on. Sports analyst, host of Out of Character, and I'm I'm loving doing that. So uh, hey, thank you for having me on, on that. Yeah, con congrats on 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 uh, um, getting uh, with Fox Sports because I a lot of people don't know um, when they were what was what's the name of that show that they were doing WWE backstage backstage. Yeah, they brought me in to audition for that. Yep, and 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 you were there. Yep, right? yep, and uh, I had a great experience doing it. Like there was just a couple of things. 
like, and I think I did a really good job, by the way. It's just there were a couple little things uh, that I think just made them like, eh, you know. Um, Dude, that audition was so scary. I remember I walked in. They were like, oh, you got an audition. I assumed it was going to be an audition with, like, other news people like me. And I walk in, and it's just, like, all these legends, X-Pac, Rey Mysterio, Booker T. And I'm just like, what am I doing here? Like, what, what is going on right yeah. now? Uh, I, was, I, I, I was the only one for that position the whole time. And so, uh, yeah, it was, it was fun to do that for sure. I wish you had gotten to be on the show. Uh, so there, the, the thing I think that, that sunk me was when they asked me to tell a story, and I couldn't think of a fucking story, man. Like, that, that, that wasn't, like – you know, not not fit for Fox Sports. You know? <laughs> yeah, fair, oh. very fair. <laughs> and I just couldn't do it, man. And and I think it was like, uh, can't can't think on the, you know. So whatever, right? Well, dude, Anyways, I had show, a great experience. Thank you, Fox Sports. <laughs> my first show with them too. I thought it was going to be live to tape. So I thought I thought like you know if I make a mistake here, whatever, they can fix it up and post real fast or whatever. And then uh, my first time, I was like, hey, my first like actual taping i go hey what time do we start taping and they're like ryan the show's live and i was like i thought it was live to tape or we were get a little bit of no 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 your segment's live buddy you're going for it like you're doing it live and i'm like oh man i just remember being so nervous uh thank god for teleprompters (laughs) hey so anyways hey like ladies and gentlemen this is the segment that it's kind of like the retrospective segment by the way i just forgot to mention that to you (laughs) <laughs> that's, oh, that's fine. It's it's going to be kind of a grab back here. We are going to talk Kane's first words, but I was talking with Ryan off the air uh, before we set up, and there was a story he had with you that I was like, well, we could just make that the segment, but he was like, no, we'll do the Kane's words thing. We'll talk about it too. But I'm very interested in, in Ryan telling this story, and I want to get your perspective on this story as well, Sean. So well, I don't cause, know. Because Nick hits me up and he goes, well, you know, yeah, we'll talk about, you know, your favorite moment with X-Pac. And I was like, well, technically, my favorite moment with X-Pac happened at WrestleMania a few years ago in New York when I was still at TMZ, as you mentioned. Um, that was when uh, – that was kind of like when you and I had first kind of started talking and being friendly with each other. And that's when, uh, you know, that's when you uh, had that match where you tore your your butthole, basically. Yeah. And and I, that's like when we first started talking. But that was like around that time, I remember – so we were talking more often because I had done a few stories at, on it at TMZ. And I told you I was going to be in New York for WrestleMania. And you were like, well, hey, if we see each other, you should come to the WrestleMania party with me afterwards. And I was like, well, man, I would, I would absolutely love to come to the WrestleMania party with you afterwards. And so uh, you go, okay, well, just make sure that you bring a nice change of clothes. Because if you go to this party you have to bring a nice change of clothes. And I go like, okay, cool. I'll make sure I bring a nice change of clothes. But I also like, wasn't sure if I was going to run into Sean either. Like I was at this thing, but I wasn't sure, you know, and then I see I'm in the, like, like the, the media is between like the media's on one side, family and friends are on the other at the show, but I didn't really see Sean the whole time. And so I was like, well, hopefully I run into him. So when the show ended, I went into the bathroom stall to go change into nice, nice clothes. And suddenly I'm in the stall changing and I hear Sean talking to people in the bathroom. Like, hey, what's up, man? And they're like, oh, huge fan. You're hey, what's up, man? So I come out of the stall and I'm like now in nice clothes. And you're like, whoa, what's up, dude? Like, you're in the nice clothes. Like, Do you want to come to the WrestleMania party? And I'm like, yeah, I would love to go to the WrestleMania party. That'd be the coolest thing ever. 
And you're like, okay, but there's only one, there's like one little exception here. My car is full. So if you want to come with me, you're going to have to ride in the trunk. <laughs> and so it was the coolest. And luckily, it was an it's SUV. An SUV. Yeah. It was an SUV. So I wasn't like enclosed in a trunk dangerously. But it was still one of my favorite nights ever because Sean, like I was very new at getting into the wrestling industry at the time of like covering wrestling. Sean couldn't have been nicer to me. And it was the coolest night of my life. Like Sean takes me there. And I'll never forget, we go to the WrestleMania hotel. <laughs> we go to the WrestleMania hotel. And you know how, like, at the WrestleMania hotel, there's all the fans outside? Like, they're all, like, lined outside the, the building. They're all trying to get autographs, pictures, whatever. <laughs> we pull up to valet in the front. And Sean had to, like, come around to the back of the SUV to get me. So I'm, like, on TMZ at that time. And I'll never forget, like, Sean had to come around and open the truck. <laughs> Like in front of all the fans, and I had to like step out to the party in my suit from the from the back of the of the uh, car. So it was that man. That was the coolest night of my life, though, because I got to meet every single wrestling legend. I got to, I, I do. I'll never forget. We went in there, and first before we went to the party, <laughs> before we go to the party, that was like I said when you had torn your butthole in the in the match, and I remember. Uh, oh, it was still fresh, fresh injury. Yeah, very right. fresh. Yeah, very fresh. And you had been obviously like around people all night. You know, you'd been like around business professional people all night, and it was just like me, you, and one other person. I'll never forget. Like you going, I've been holding in this fart all night, but farting is the most painful thing imaginable right now. Like I can't. This you know, and I remember like I, I've never felt so bad seeing someone have to fart because you farted and it was like the most painful experience of your life it seemed like and I, that was when i truly realized like just how painful that injury you had gone through was yeah it was a rough one man yeah 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 <laughs> but but then we went to the party we had fun like i remember i met jim I, that's when i met jim ross and i was at tmz and his wife god rest her soul was a huge tmz fan she then took me around mm -hmm introduced me to every single wrestling legend at the party like bruno san martino like literally just everyone i'm just like meeting everyone across the game it never would have happened if it wasn't for sean so that was me that's my personal favorite moment with xbox <laughs> <laughs> did, did you remember this story before ryan retold it to you sean i don't know yeah of course okay yeah. It was a fun night. Yeah, sure. It was a yeah. fun night for sure. <laughs> I, was, I was sold from the moment Ryan was like, Sean put me in his trunk and snuck me into the mania party. I was like, well, we're, we're definitely talking about that. That's like an amazing story. So I feel like any wrestling fan here that would like, that's a, that's a cool night right there. I met, I did. It's a good night, but let's get, I want to talk to you about the night Kane spoke for the first time, because that is this segment. That was a and fun night. It was, and honestly, to me, it's one of those memories that sticks out to me in my mind as like one of those, one of my favorite, moments as a wrestling fan as a kid because i was such a huge dx fan as a kid i loved you guys you guys were like my number one and then like kane was right up there too like i thought kane especially at this time i thought he was so cool he was just this monster every time he came out there he looked so cool so when the two of you kind of like came together and became a team i thought it was so rad before that though when when the rest of dx besides road dog turned and joined the corporation was there ever any talk of you doing that at the, at that at some point as well at that time? No. Are no? you talking about, talking about before DX yes. came back together? No. 
Nope, no way. <clears throat> did you like, did you, I mean, how'd you feel about that at a time? Were you bummed that DX was getting split in half like that? Well, I was a little bit bummed out because it didn't seem like, I mean, I, we, we were still going strong. There wasn't even like, it wasn't like we, we were about to jump the shark or, or anything like that, you know? Um, uh, but I'm not a road dog was really upset because look, we were getting, we were getting some big fucking fat quarterly, uh, merchandising checks, you know, being, being a DX. And I just think that it was like, well, oh, you know, this is going to really affect our money or whatever. But like, I wasn't really looking at it like that. And, uh, um, my best year was after, you know, after that DX breakup. Like oh, that, weird. That year that's with, crazy. That year with Kane was probably my best best year, yeah. Um, and I just wasn't, we weren't, when I knew we were breaking up, I didn't know I was going to be in the team with, with Kane yet. But at that point, I things were going so well that... Uh, I had a lot of faith in them creatively. So, like, I just was like, here, you know, I wasn't really fight. Like, I would push back on some things, but, um, you know, for the most part, I was, like I said, I had a lot of faith in, in them creatively. They were taking good care of me. Um, so, I felt like I was going to be taken care of. I was being a team player. Um, you know, I ended up having Hunter fuck me at WrestleMania for the, you know, yep. for my match with Shane. Yep. Which, really you know um that made his turn actually mean way more you know and um and it was great for me it was it was great for me i was like oh my god Uh, i remember the first uh, i don't want to get all sidetracked sorry no it's okay i'm interested in this it's okay we got time right yeah we have time yeah yeah so but uh yeah like my reactions coming out after that were way like I, like I, I was getting good reactions regardless. Like at that time, I guess pretty over as a baby base, but he way more, way more after Hunter screwed me, well, you know. I, and then I just actually, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I was gonna say I was actually amazed because you mentioned how you guys were still hot at the time. You know, it wasn't like you had jumped the shark or anything like that. When I go back and watch stuff from the Attitude Era, when I'm like prepping for interviews or whatever. I'm actually amazed at how short such memorable things that I remember were. Yeah. Like, even your guys' team, when I went back and looked at it, of Kane and X-Pac, was only, like, eight months or seven months or something like that. Or, like, when I was interviewing Edge, I remember him talking about how the brood only lasted eight months, too. And I'm like, that's crazy because I have such vivid memories of these teams, and now things last for so long. And I feel like DX would never have broken up after a year in – today's era or whatever so um it was interesting to me when i was watching the first match of you and kane to hear them talk about how you had only been back in wwe even for like a year at that point yeah yeah that's right um jesus christ i just had the biggest brain fart ever (laughs) (laughs) well when you first when you first started teaming with kane what was your guys relationship like i so kane with kane and i were both trained by the great malenko Okay. He, he came after me, but I, 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 I went, I gone back to Florida to visit from Minnesota and I met Kane while he was training there. And, uh, Kane was like a guy, he was doing UWF style submission style. You know, he was going over for, for Fujiwara pro wrestling Fujiwara Gumi. It's called 
it was one of the offshoots of UWF. Um, and, and that, but, um, so, and, and even when I met him for the first time at the camp or at the, at Malenko school, uh, like, man, I was like, Jesus, this guy looks a lot, you know, kind of reminds me of Sid Vicious a little bit. Right. <laughs> you know, just he's a big dude. Like, you know, especially I was like, and I was thinking way back then, like, oh, well, he's getting trained by Malenko. He's going to be really good, you know? And mm -hmm. eventually, yeah. Yep. He was. Yeah, I, I feel like that period of time also really humanized Kane, too, and really kind of, like, yeah. made him feel like someone that people could relate with. He got a girlfriend. He finally started talking yeah. with you. Do you know if he was happy at all about those changes at the time, though? Because his character was so over. And like you said, with DX, you know, you hadn't jumped the shark yet. Did he want to kind of humanize that character at the time? I don't know, Ryan. Uh, but I think he was just like me. He, he had a lot of faith and creative and, you know, he was just, you know, going with things. And I'll be honest, man. I like, I thought it was going to be good or whatever. I didn't realize like how good the whole thing was going to be like just how well we were going to mesh and just the chemistry and, <clears throat> and all of that. And, <clears throat> excuse me. And, uh, uh, Glenn, Glenn was, he seemed to be really happy with everything, you know? And I, I, I always did my best. I, I really looked out for him creatively. Like if there was ever any, and I talk about this many, many times, but if there was ever any suggestion, you know, that, they wanted Kane to do something that just wasn't something Kane would do, like or you know, make him look weak or whatever. I was ready to go to war over it, you know, uh, even more so than for myself. But um, but yeah, no, it man, it was. He talked. He talks about it, man. It it, it gave him them extra, uh, you know, layers and uh, and just more three dimensional. Uh, character and just something that you know uh people can you know you have you you earn more emotional equity from the people you know when when you have that so yeah it was time man it was really time for him. it was absolutely and i interviewed him back in i think it was november and he had talked about how teaming with you was so vital to the character mm -hmm. um young fan Ryan Satin, though, I remember at the time I was one of those people on the internet when it was still message boards that was like, oh, we got to see Kane in the green outfit. And when I asked him about it, he was like, he was like, oh, no, I really think that would have hurt the character. Is that one of those things that you would have gone to bat for, you think? Yeah, no, that wouldn't have been good. That's too much. That's, you know, wow. yeah. See, Nick, you're yeah, with me you, on this one, right? No. I disagree. Disagree with Sean. I, I don't, you can disagree with all you want. It wouldn't, it wouldn't have been good for him. Like, why, was, do you think, maybe, why do you think maybe that? everyone could could have gone? Oh, we get to see him with this green. It's just he's not fucking Diet. Like he's he's Kane. What he's is the first, big red machine. He's not the fucking big green machine for fuck's sakes. Look, his first words were Diet. No, no, Nick. I don't give a fuck, dude. It wouldn't have been good. <laughs> Sorry, it would not have been good for him. It's crazy. I. It's so funny. I. I. Because Kane was. When I talked to Glenn, he was the exact same way. Like, Nick, he was so firm on this. And my young DX heart was crushed because I was like, oh, I always thought that would be the coolest thing. And to hear Sean and Glenn yeah, both say be they cool think it would have been so bad. 
it would have been cool to see for for a minute, but it wouldn't have been good for him character wise. Like it just it, like it just wouldn't. I promise you. I understand. I understand the <laughs> you know the desire to see it, but it just it wouldn't. Have, I mean, it was about a, about like that the the mashed up entrance that we did was yep. about as far as it should have gone, and that was per, that was perfect. I actually was just, I was, that's like the next thing on my notes here when I was rewatching it. I liked how you had to like build up to that too. Like you had separate, then yeah. like you had the one where then you point at him and then it was like together where you had the whole thing. Um, whose idea was it for you guys to merge your opening pyro together like that? Because I thought that looked so cool. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, we were doing the separate entrances as a team. We can't keep doing that. It's too long. It takes too much time. <laughs> yeah. You know? And just, yeah, no. And and there was just like, I mean, before they even made it, you could just you could just imagine the, you know, the cool possibilities with, you know, making an entrance for the, you know, come, you know, you know what I mean. Oh yeah. <clears throat> it looks so cool. When I rewatched it, I had almost forgotten how cool that entrance looks. Cause I was like, oh, when they do it together, you're like, Yeah, that's so cool. And, I'm not sure if you've if you've ever been like in the building beforehand, like at TVs or whatever, when they're coming up with entrances for people. Mm -hmm. um, they're so overproduced. I mean, every single step and every hand movement and everything. I mean, it's just it's insane. Like like you see that, and you can see all the different people's entrances, and like, and when you look, you can tell they're very you know choreographed. The most I've he seen with that it, is like man. when you see the videos of Triple H and NXT and he's like teach he's like going through someone's entrance yeah. with them before they debut and you'll see some like footage like that. I'm not a fan. I understand that, but I just like we just went out, we just did that, you know. We just would go out and we would do it like all our DX entrances. We the only thing for our DX entrance when we would all come out as a group, like we or like Hunter and I when we would team or whatever, we had our formation when we do the the fucking for the pyro or whatever. The um, first time you did it, did you have to rehearse it, or did you just roll out there and do that? You mean which one? The first time you did the cross chopping went with the with the, for your entrance. Uh, we talked about it. We got the time and we looked at each other, boom, boom, boom. You know, and then you know, on the third one, I jump up and hit it in midair. You know? So that was the extent of choreographing. That's, that's that. crazy. Yeah, because Zach, knowing now, it's like. <laughs> That that would have been a two hour yeah. process. That wouldn't have been just a quick conversation and, like that. And you know, so as far as as far as Kane and I's relationship as a team, I was I'm a huge fan of uh, how how we eased into it, how we eased into being a cohesive team. Like you know, he would you know uh, he choke slammed me the first couple of times we teamed together. You know. Yep. And um, so, and Steve Austin told me after 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 we won the titles, after we won the tag titles from from Owen and Jeff, uh, <clears throat> Austin came up and said, "Man, I love that finish. This is such a good feel good moment." And it was, you know, I come in, boom, make the come, you know, uh, blow my comeback. King comes, does all his shit, you know, um, and everyone's down, and you know, here we are, we're gonna win, and. Next thing you know, Kane grabs me, boom, you know, 
Everyone thinks he got choked Sammy again, but he picks me up and he throws me on top of, I think it was Jeff. I can't remember which one it was now, but, and, and it was just, you know, it was just a going from, oh, no, not again to, you know, boom. It was a really neat finish. I'm it really it. was. I rewatched it right before we were doing this. And, uh, I, dude, I was like, oh, man, I forgot how yeah. cool it was when you thought, like, no, Kane's going to turn yeah. on him already. And then you're like, Oh, cool! They're friends! Yay! Yeah. So, <laughs> did uh, did you did you guys have to only because you're talking about rehearsing, rehearsing and things like that? When he finally spoke for the first time, do you know if he practiced how that was going to sound at all beforehand? I don't. Re- not really. Not really. And also, I had no idea exactly what I was going to say until we were actually out there. Oh. You That's know? crazy. Yeah, it's like when when you look at it through today's lens, right? It's like, oh no, we're not. Yeah, you're not doing that. They would have made sure they had me tell them exactly what I was going to say. And you would have had to probably use a couple more catchphrases within there beforehand and stuff like that. Yeah. But but yeah, no, I, I it's it's funny when I. That's why I like when I watch go back and I watch Attitude Era stuff because it just feels more. Um, unpredictable because you can tell that uh, even the talent doesn't always know what they're going to do. So, so like that night was a really, it's just, a, it was a really cool night or, or cool day or whatever you want to call, uh, because, uh, you know, we won the tag titles from APA who I really loved working with as, as a tag team. Um, not just, uh, as you know, partners with Kane, but like anytime, anytime I was, uh, uh, you know, in a tag team with them. I just loved it. I, I, I loved their hard hit, the hard hitting style. Cause like I, was, I hit pretty hard too back then, you know? And uh, I just did intensity and everything. And just, and just, they're, they're a pleasure to work with and, and just, you know? Uh, uh, so there was that, the venue, the, our, like most of the people I know, like my colleagues anyways, um, when you ask them, what's their favorite uh, building? It's all state arena in Chicago. All like, like vast majority of people will tell you that it's just the crowds have always been amazing. Like just, just, you know, Nick, you know, man, I'll be that, there in two weeks. You know, yeah. <laughs> dude, that and crowd so, is yeah. insane for when you guys win the titles in that match, they, that pop, yeah. they're just so pumped for you guys. And when that whole post-match promo too, they're just like, there, when he finally speaks, it's like such a huge moment. Like, and Road Dog and Billy are out there, and every yeah, it's just it was a really cool, uh, yeah, it was a great moment. Uh, so <clears throat> and that, some other cool shit happened that night. Uh, well, well, not that night, it was earlier in the day. Uh, you know, I don't know if you remember, but Jesse Ventura was a guest that night too, okay, yeah, and he was just you know. Newly, uh, newly elected governor of Minnesota, mm-hmm. um, and uh, so like, anyway, they had Secret Service, you know, like the his security detail and everything, you know, with them. And um, also, Snoop Dogg was there. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah, and um, he was doing something. They were shooting something with him and Road Dogg, and so somehow. We managed to, uh, me, Road Dog, uh, Godfather, and Midian, Dennis Knight, ended up in a, in a room a backstage area uh, with, with Snoop Dogg and a couple of people from his crew. And 
we were, we smoked a joint. <laughs> and Marissa, Shane's wife, Marissa, comes, starts talking, oh, my God, it stinks so bad out here. And so, you remember, you know, there, there's this spray called Ozium, you know? Yep. And yeah, it's the pot, you know, every, every pot smoker knows what I'm talking about. And it, it just neutralizes the smell, right? And so, yeah. like, I'm like, here, and I hand her the fucking can of Ozium and lock the door, or close the door, and we start smoking again. And you can hear her out there. You can hear her out there. Shh, shh. And uh, and so we're finished up, and just as we're finished up, uh, Jesse arrives with the security oh. detail, and he comes walking through the back, and he goes, "Smells good." <laughs> Starts laughing. And anyways, nothing was ever said of it, you know. Like it was just, it was. Uh, we you know went out and won the tag titles later, and got Kane. Tell everyone to suck it and the voice box. <laughs> I love that. It was a good story, night. I love that this segment started with me telling my favorite memory of X-Pac getting to like go to the WrestleMania party with him in the, in the trunk. And we're going to close with that awesome story from X-Pac where he got to hang with Snoop Dogg and the Godfather before this match. That, that's I mean, great. You know, look, it wasn't, it wasn't like, you know, they knew we, we all like to smoke some weed or whatever, but like no one did it in the building. And it wasn't like a thing. It wasn't like a thing where, um, you know, it was, a, it was a, a regular, you know, it didn't happen a lot. It didn't happen ever. So it was just one of those things. Here's Snoop. Here we are. You know, hard to pass up the opportunity. And I, I it's not, it wasn't right, folks. It was <laughs> well, it's also of, one of those things. It was wrong like of Snoop us to do that. Snoop Dogg can get away with that kind of stuff, though. It's crazy. Like, one time I was at a party, and it was at a party that I never in a million years would think to just, like, start smoking here. Like, there was a lot of, like, very famous people and influential people there. And he just, like, pulls one out and starts smoking. And I, I just remember thinking, like, this guy can just really do that anywhere, and it doesn't matter. Like, people just kind of expect that of him. So it's kind of like if it went in Rome type situation. If you're getting the opportunity, you yeah. might, you know, you're going to probably yeah. say yes. I used to be like I used to be like that, and uh, I just it's not my it's not I'm just not me anymore, you know. Nah. But I used to just not give a fuck. I know, I know this segment has gone a little long. Uh, yeah. I only have one question, but uh, did you ever smoke with Vince? I've I've heard stories of Vince smoking, but did you ever smoke with Vince or not? No, no, and I've never seen him smoke. Uh, I've got drunk with Vince, sure. you know. Um, you know, I've heard stories or whatever that he used to party a little bit with some of the talent but you know he 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 quit doing that real quick in the mid 80s okay. um yeah just because you know you know man it really muddies the it blurs the lines in that relationship right like yeah. it's hard to get out it's hard to you know reprimand people and fucking uh you know uh different things like that when you were just doing naughty things with them the night before you know <laughs> So. When right. I was at TMZ, I remember my boss told me that. Like before, when I was trying to become a boss, he remember him saying that to me. He's like, "Hey, man, if you want to become a boss here, like you have to not be friends with everyone anymore. Like yeah. you're, there's a, there's a line, you know, at a certain point. So yeah, that makes sense. That makes all the sense in the world." Hey, man. Hey, Ryan. <clears throat> um, I'm I'm glad you finally got uh, 
got to work with WWE. Remember, like, remember, I was you were trying to get in with them, and like I was trying to put a word in for you, like all them years ago, back, you know, when I stuck yep. in the trunk. Yep. And if man, it eventually happens, right? <laughs> yeah, man. Like uh, it took a couple years longer, but. I took a little bit of a detour with my website, yeah. but uh, yeah, it's great to you know be where I feel hey, yeah. like I should be. Yeah, it's good that it's good that it didn't happen for you when you wanted it to, because you never would have you know created the sheet and all that shit. Right? Yep, so. yep. No, everything happens for a reason, and so yeah, I'm a uh, you know I'm very happy. And honestly, you know the fact that I'm working for Fox Sports with a partnership with WWE makes it even cooler because like yeah. I get to kind of do my own stuff, create my own content, like you know. There's no one really like there's no there's no uh boundaries really. It's like, hey, just go create cool content. That's what Fox asked me to do. Go create cool content that other wrestling fans would like. And so uh I love it, man. The fact that I get to kind of just create cool content uh for wrestling fans and just interview my like people that I respect every week, it's it's the best, man. I love it so much. You get to work with Jacob Bowman? Yeah, oh yeah, he's the best. Love what's Jacob Bowman. What's up, Jacob? <laughs> I'll tell him what's up for sure. <laughs> All right. Hey, Ryan, thank you so much. I know you're busy, man. I appreciate you taking the time, half an hour out of your day to come bullshit with us. Dude, I, I would do it for an hour. You've always been beyond helpful with me. Like you said, even back then you were trying to help me out. You've always That's, gone it out was of probably, your way. It was probably me trying to, get, trying to help you is what kept you from getting the job. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> no man no you've been so beyond helpful uh and i'm gonna um i i could not be more appreciative of so so i'm glad that we finally got to do this i didn't mean to bring it up so you can tell me all that i was just it just i was just happy that eventually things worked out how you wanted them to that's all. well i would say <laughs> it anyways because i am and i would like the people to know that you are an awesome dude uh, Thank you, where, where Ryan do you want people to go find you, follow you, support you, all those wonderful things? Just go please check out my show, Out of Character, with Ryan Satin on all podcast platforms. It's 45-minute interviews with the top stars of WWE every week. This week we had Charlotte. We recently I recently had Big E on the show. Um, you know, I've had Drew McIntyre, Johnny Gargano, all the top stars of WWE. I bring them on and I try to really dig deeper on you know, who they are as people and try to like show you a different side of who all these people are, because I find the talent and the people themselves to be really interesting in WWE. And I know we all like watching them and want to hear behind the scenes. And we, we do talk behind the scenes stuff sometimes, but I'm really lately trying to dig into like who they are as a person. And so that you can kind of relate to them a little bit more. Right on. Cool. All right. Hey, thank you, Ryan. Appreciate Thanks, you. guys. No problem. Thanks, man. man. Have a great day, brother. You too, guys. All right. Bye. Welcome back to the game show portion of Pro Wrestling for Life. It is me, your host of the game show, Nick Hausman. And at this time, I'm going to be bringing to the show the man who once a week takes on one of the loyal Pro Wrestling for Life patrons in a game uh, that I come up with. It is two-time WWE Hall of Famer, Sean Xbox Waltman. Sean, welcome back to the game show. Hey, Nick. Well, Sean, I blew it up top. We have a returning contestant today on the show. You faced him once before. He comes to us from Israel. It is our good friend, Michael. Adam, Michael, welcome back to Pro hey. Life. How you doing? Good. Michael, what's up, man? Um, back, back, back for more, huh? Yeah, yes. Yeah. I'm very excited. How, uh, 
How is everything in Israel right now, Michael? It's okay. Yeah? Cool. Quiet. Good, good. All right. Well, hey, we're going to make some noise here. We got a big uh, game planned. Uh, I thought today would be fun to uh, play a game that I've come up with called You Don't Know Vince. Now, the way this is going to work is I'm going to ask you guys questions about Vince McMahon. You're going to give me the answer to the question. If you get it right, I'll give you a point. If you don't, you're not going to get a point. At the end of the game, when I decide the game is over, whoever has the most points is going to win the game here today. And uh, to decide who is going first, since it is a Vince McMahon-themed game here today, I've decided the person who can go first is the person who shows me some kind of currency first, some kind of bit of money, a coin, a dollar bill, a... Wow, Sean had a dollar on the table. Michael didn't even try. Michael, he didn't even try. I don't have any money in you. Okay, no money in the room. Sean had it just laid no. Yeah, you know, just in case I need to light fires or something. Okay. Uh, well, it was only a dollar. And by the way, Michael, are you wearing an old school DX jersey right now? What are you wearing? Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. Uh, I, I always see uh, when Expo uh, uh, come back to WWE in 1998, uh, uh, you always put this. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, once they... Once they actually started selling those, I wore it all the time. Yeah, instead I of the t-shirts. Yeah. Because of you, I bought. Uh, I bought. Uh, I buy uh, two of them. Yeah, is that an old one or a newer one? T-shirt. I own the t-shirt of uh, what uh, Nick uh, put. Yeah, this and the and the other. I buy nice. two. Yeah. Hey, Michael, yeah. is that jersey a WWF jersey or did you buy that more recently? No, it's WWF. Ah, so it's an old one, huh? Yes. Wow. Nice. I have, like it's in good shape. I have I have the Rock jersey. It's the same, but it had the Brahma Bull on the front. So that's in my closet. So. Yeah, no one, no one really liked that one. Hey, well, I got it for free. All right. <laughs> Here's the game. Here is the game today. So the game, uh, Sean, you're going to start off. Uh, you don't know Vince. first, And this is your, your, your longtime employer. So we're going to find out how well you know Vince here. The first question, Sean, true or false, Vince McMahon was born in Charlotte, North Carolina. True or false? Are you asking me? Yes. True. Uh, no, he was born in Pinehurst, All North right. Carolina. Not born in Charlotte. Not born All in right, So now you're fucking giving trick questions. Get the fuck out of here. That's right? not a trick question. He wasn't born in Charlotte. He was born in T Pinehurst, okay. North Carolina. So I'm sorry. No point. That gives you an opening right out of the gate here, Michael. Uh, what year did Vince McMahon launch the XFL? I'll give you some choices. Was it 1999? Was it 2000? Or was it 2002? What year did Vince launch the XFL? Two, uh, uh, 2002. Two. No, I'm sorry. Sean, do you know? Was it 99 or 2000? 2000. It was 2000. Sean's going to get that point there, and he's going to take the lead in this moment. All right, back to you, Sean. This is a chance to go up 2-0 here. What is the name of Vince McMahon's brother? Is it Charles, William, or Roderick? Rod. It is Rod. Roderick. Yes, that is right. He passed away. He was a really nice man. I didn't know. I I, I didn't no. really know he had a brother until he had passed away. He was really nice. You met him? Very, very cool, yeah. Yeah, last time I saw him was at uh, Paul's 50th birthday party up in Meredith, New oh. Hampshire. 
man. Wow. Okay. Well, Roderick, uh, that gives you two, two to nothing here. Michael, time to start that climb back to the top. Now, which of these causes has Vince McMahon in WWE supported since 1986? 1986. Is it the Special Olympics? Is it the Be a Star campaign? Or is it the Susan G. Komen Foundation? Wow. I know. You want me to read back the choices? Yes. Okay. All right. Is it, and this is now Vince McMahon at WWE supported this cause since 1986. Is it the Special Olympics, Be a Star, or Susan G. Komen Foundation? Susie. I'm sorry, Sean, another chance here. Which of these two left Special Olympics or Be a Star have they been doing since 1986? Special Olympics. That is correct. Sean is taking. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a one. So, um, yeah, there's a story that goes with that. Tell Special it. Special Olympics. Tell it. Um, you know, after I came to work there, I was one, two, three kid. It was the the Special Olympics were in um, New Haven, Connecticut. Okay. Um, and so. You know, this is a time when we were going through the, you know, steroid trial, all that shit. And just, you know, we weren't on, I don't know, it's just not like it is now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, WWF had, they flew all of us, like damn near the whole whole roster, all the big names, Luger, everyone, um, in for the Special Olympics in, in New Haven. And oh my god, it was so fucking hot. Uh, but um, the, all the all the contestants, all the all the the Olympians, the Special Olympians, they were so happy to see us. Yeah. Oh my god, it was so great. They were happier to see us than anybody, yeah. than anybody else there. But and and WWF paid two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to be a part of this, and they treated us like fucking stepchildren, like. They like, oh my God, I have never felt more unwelcome at something in my entire life. Now that's not the case now. Uh, you know, it's a whole different story now, but back then, oh my God. It was like they like, oh God, we gotta deal with these people. That's the fucking that's the feeling that, that we got. But the but the but the, the participants were very excited to meet you guys. Oh my god, that was the that was the that was the thing that made it worth it. Otherwise, it was just like, what the fuck are we doing here? If they don't even want us here. So, ha- sorry, Michael, real quick. Have you been to several Special Olympics? Or that was the only one I, I ever I was ever at. Okay. But it's just a way. It's way different now. You know, like it just you know. I mean, I kind of get it. But what were we even doing there, though? You know. Well, I, I could do a whole. We could do a whole other segment about the Special Olympics. I, I know quite a bit about WWE's relationship with Special Olympics, actually. Um, all right. Well, Sean, you're up three to nothing. Um, it's back to you. Michael, you're getting trounced right now. This is a rare blowout by Sean. Um, maybe you won't get this one, Sean. Now, uh, this I took according to Wikipedia. All right. Where did Vince McMahon and Linda McMahon meet? Where did they meet? Was it at a friend's house? Was it at a bar? Or was it at a church? Friend's house. Uh, well, it was Sean's turn. John, okay. I guess, or no, it, I'll say this. Michael's not right. It was not a friend's house. I know. It was at a bar. 
It was not. You're both wrong. They met at church, according to Wikipedia. Yeah, but that's not true. That's not true? No, Wikipedia, Nick. No, I'm kidding. I don't know. I, that's what it said. So cite me if, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Okay. All right, back to Michael. Michael, you're down three to nothing here. It's not my day. It's not my day. All right, true or false, Vince McMahon voiced himself in the 2014 movie Scooby-Doo, Don't Mess with the Undertaker. False. That is false. The movie was called Scooby-Doo, WrestleMania Mystery. All right, Sean, if you get this right, uh, I think we're going to call it here because you're up three to one right now. Let's see if you can get this one. What was the name of Vince McMahon's short-lived WWE cartoon in 2006? Was it Assy McMahon, Vince McMahon and his ass, or Vince and his ass, or Kiss My Ass, The Trials and Tribulations of Vince McMahon's Ass? Do you want me to read them back to you? It's talking to me or Michael. You. I'm asking you. Do you. I have no idea. I never heard any anything like that. You didn't. You you don't want to take right. Assy McGee, Vince and his ass, or kiss my ass. The trials and tribulations of Vince McMahon's ass. I, they all sound fucking ridiculous. <laughs> you don't want to pick one over the other. You want me to just let Michael choose the third one? You're wrong. All right, Michael. Was it Assy McMahon or Vince and his ass? This one. The what? Uh, the last one. Uh, Vince, that is that is actually correct. That is right. Vince and his ass. He was actually sued by the people who did the Assy McGee cartoon. If you want to go back and check it out, Sean, there was like two episodes. It's a cartoon about Vince and his ass. And his ass had arms and would do things like play the drums and drive cars. And it was a cartoon about Vince's butt. It's a real thing that exists. If you would like to go down that rabbit hole. Um, all right, Michael, I'll give you a chance here to tie this up, which is how it ended last time. Okay. Okay. How many weeks did Vince McMahon's million dollar mania last? Was it one, three, or five weeks? How many weeks did Vince McMahon's million dollar mania last? Five. I'm sorry, Vin, uh, that is not correct. Sean, for the win, did McMahon's millions last one or three weeks? Well, what is it? What, it, what's the, what is it? He was giving away a million dollars? Yes. Yeah, and what, was the, what, were the, what were the choices of answers? You have, you have now one or three weeks. Was it one or three weeks? I'm sure it's one. Wow, you guys are wrong. It was actually three weeks that Vince McMahon came out and he kept giving away money to people. Oh, right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, gave away millions of dollars. All right, Sean, still back to you. All right. What was the pay-per-view? And this is for Sean. And this is again to win. What was the pay-per-view that Vince teamed with Shane to take on Shawn Michaels and God? What was the name of that pay-per-view? Was it Unforgiven, Survivor Series, or Backlash? Sean, was it Unforgiven? Oh, me, Unforgiven. I'm sorry, that is not correct. Michael here. Survivor Series or Backlash? Backlash. It was Backlash. Wow. Okay. And uh, that is that is all tied up here. I'm, I got one more question. If you can get this, Michael, you'll win. If not, Sean will have a chance to steal. And what? if neither of you get it right, 
We will go back to how we did last time, paper, rock, scissors. All right. Michael, who did Vince McMahon beat to become WWF champion? Was it Steve Austin, Mankind, or Triple uh, H? One of my biggest heroes, Triple H. It was. Wow, Michael, congratulations. Four to three, a come from behind victory. Sean, wow, after being way high up early, uh, you lost. You lost. This game kind of sucked. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was really good. I thought we learned a lot yeah, about dude. it. Yeah, Nick, come on, dude. These questions. Like, that, the Undertaker, the, the fucking Vince McMahon voiceover Undertaker. Dude, it wasn't even a real movie. Like, you, it was a trick question. That was it. Was he voiced himself? He was in the movie. He was. Yeah, but you said never mind. You know what you did. I don't know what I did. I did everything right. I spent time. I made a wonderful game. We all had fun. You lost. I'm sorry, Michael. Thank you for coming back. Where can people go to find you, follow you, support you on social media? Uh, Twitter, Facebook, and uh, Instagram. Michael Adam. Uh, And Twitter, uh, WWE Michael Adam. Cool. We'll wrap it there. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here again. Thank you, Michael. It's good good talking to you. Good seeing you again. Thank you, too. Hey, I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. Goodbye. Bye. All right, everyone. That's it for another edition of Pro Wrestling for Life. want to thank Big Cass. want to thank Ryan Satin. want to thank Mike. Coming on, playing me in a game. Anybody else I'm missing here? No, no, you got it all. The only thing I want to plug is, you know, again, I'm rocking it for the first time here on the show. This is the official Pro Wrestling for Life ACDC 123 Kid inspired t-shirt. It's over at ProWrestlingTees.com slash ProRest for Life. Go buy a shirt. I love this shirt. It Look, this is me, you know, in the shirt. I'm walking around. Great. Get compliments on the shirt. It's wonderful. Yeah, I was wearing it earlier uh, yesterday. Take a photo. Put it online. Put it on social media. Sean's really bad about asking people to do things or promoting himself. It's really, really quite the dichotomy working. Yeah, it's yeah, it's hard. Okay. It's hard, man. It's hard to go. Hey, come. You know, my hardest days. My my hardest days with you, Sean, are are way easier than than others I've worked with. I'll put it that way. Well, I'm glad to hear that. It's yeah. just, man, I don't know. Hey, come buy this shirt. Come buy, you know, come join Patreon. Like, I want, like, it's just, I don't know, man. I hate that. I hate feeling guilty about shit like that. Oh, what do you think Cardona's do? What do you think Dan? Dan <laughs> I don't know, man. I know. Dan, Dan Hampton wakes up. I think Dan Hampton's promoting his Patreon in his sleep yeah. most of the time, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. How's yeah. this? Yeah. Well, I'm grateful to everyone, like all the patrons. Like it's, it means a lot, and yeah. I, I, I am reading the Discord now, you guys. Yeah, Sean's on the Discord, and uh, last plug here in the outro. Uh, Sean uh, hooked me up with this guy, Roy Lucia, Lucier. Did I get that right, Lucier? Yeah, yeah. Okay, he's got this archive of seventeen thousand, like art, like hard to find matches, a handheld. Uh, house show tapes, DVDs, Blu-rays. He was walking me all through it on the phone yesterday. And so what we're going to start doing now more frequently on the Patreon is these, we're going to do more watch-alongs, but these are going to be curated watch-alongs. These are going to be matches that Sean himself 
actually wants to watch that are very hard to find if you can't find them at all. Yeah. So, you know. Hey, so the one that we're going to do, uh, myself and Fatu versus uh, Shawn Michaels and Diesel. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was talked about when Jacob Fatu was on the show. Oh, I thought so. I didn't know if that was the same thing. Around. It okay. was either talked about on on the show or we were talking about it when when we weren't recording. But I remember like we were discussing it, you know. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, yeah, that was a really cool cool memory. All right. Being, being a Samoan for a day. <laughs> Well, there you go. So that actually is going to be on the Patreon as, as you're listening to this right now. So go check it out. The watch along, uh, a handheld WWF 1994, you know, house show. I got got some of the ladder matches that, that Sean and and Scott, uh, had leading up to WrestleMania 10 when they were, when they were, you know, experimenting and fine tuning that match. Okay. Yeah. Like there's a couple of those. I'd heard about them. I've never seen any of them. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. Well, cool. Well, uh, I'm at Nick underscore Houseman. That's it for me. I've got nothing else. Anything else from you, Sean? No, man. I just, I just want to thank everyone. You know, um, y'all mean a lot to me, and uh, uh, appreciate everyone tuning in every week. Bye. <laughs>